0: My name is David, and this is Validating Input, a new podcast from Paradigm Consulting, where we talk about the values, processes, interests, and the tech that supports us. I work as a developer in Calgary, building projects with Ruby on Rails and React.
1: And my name is Abdullah, and I'm based out of Regina. I focus more on the front end of our projects. At Paradigm, we employ fully remote teams that leverage our unique skills and trusted technology. We help you find the right solution Not just our solution.
0: Today, we're talking to Daniel in Vancouver about his interview process and sharing knowledge at Paradigm.
1: Welcome, Daniel, to the podcast. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, your background, and how you came to work at Paradigm?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks for having me on, you guys. Uh, As you've already mentioned, my name is Daniel. I'm 31 years old. I've been living in British Columbia for the last seven years now, and I live uh, in Fort Langley. It's about 40 minutes from Vancouver with my wife, Steph. When it comes to my work background, it's a bit diverse, so I don't think I'll go into like every odd job I've had, of course, but essentially what it looks like is I started out kind of being a youth care worker in group homes. I went through some sales jobs and manual work and then spent a few years at a nonprofit. Uh, The work was related to developing resources for global workers. But about two years ago, I decided that I didn't want to be a social worker because that's what I had come back to thinking about. So I started looking for other career opportunities that fit with my goals and my values. And that's when I was introduced to software development uh, by a couple friends of mine actually out here. Then from there, I just got right into it. I attended a three-month intensive coding boot camp to get a diploma in full stack web development, worked on contracts for a year uh, before getting an opportunity with Paradigm.
0: Awesome, Daniel. It's great to have you on the team, although I don't think we've done any work together. So do you want to talk about how your team is working and who maybe is your primary contact in Paradigm?
2: Sure. I'll start out kind of about my priority contacts. So that one's a little bit difficult because I feel like I'm in contact primarily with a few people. Because our teams are quite small, I get to talk with uh, like Ezra and Jeffrey and Orshi. And also we have a code mentor helping on the project named Serene. So I get to speak to them almost, I mean, it's every day. So when it comes to a primary contact, I would probably say Orshi and, and Jeffrey. And, but it's hard because I talk to all of them every day and sometimes several times a day. So the other thing is the team is working on a Ruby on Rails project. (laughs) It's like a donation platform.
0: You're just wrapping up or have wrapped up your first project that you started and you guys are doing some new work now?
2: So I'm actually, I wasn't part of that one that just is wrapping up. I'm part of the, it's called a Remu. It's the newer project. And we're probably halfway through, I would say, in that one. And we're getting close to the phase where we're starting doing initial like user testing and things like that. So just finishing up getting a kind of credit card payment and processing things like that happening in the project. And uh, then we'll be working on the more uh, complex integrations with like accounting software and uh, the other paradigm project, which was the CRM called TUI.
1: A lot of these things that you're mentioning now, you mentioned that you'd done some contracting prior to joining Paradigm. Had you touched on some of these tasks that you're doing now, or is this a lot of new, new things for you? This is a
2: lot of new things when it comes to the integration work. So I did integrate, let's say, um, it was Google sign-in and things like that in my last project. I was one of the options, but a lot of those popular uh, things come with libraries like gems that you can put in. So I've been building the class for the third-party API the last couple weeks for this current project. And that's something that I haven't done anything close to before.
1: And how's that experience been? You mentioned that you're working with a code mentor.
2: Yeah, it's actually been a lot better than when I was working doing contract work. I love having someone to communicate with that is not only patient, but like extremely knowledgeable and can frame things in in a way where I can understand uh, kind of my next steps and how I should be structuring my the, the architecture of the, of the code. And uh, so I talk to Serene uh, every day and ask questions about structure and uh, best practice and making sure that my tests have full coverage, things like that. And It's been a remarkable difference. And, you know, some days you still kind of are bogged down because you're working remote and you're staying home all day at the same time (laughs) with the current situation going on. But this makes it just so much better.
1: She's involved in the whole process. It's not just you're developing something and then there's a code review during a pull request. It's more, here's the task, let's talk it through, let's go away, do something, come back and reflect kind of situation
2: yeah well she actually attends our sprint planning meetings so yeah she uh, puts in that extra effort is able to offer us that information of like questions right up front so that was one of the things we ran into when we were doing sprint planning is that we ended up having a lot of these stories that were great and that we were ready to get go get going on and then as soon as we got started on one we would realize oh we need some like expert opinion on how we should really be Structuring this part of the code. So we started getting hung up a little bit at the beginning of stories because we hadn't had starting tasks, specific starting tasks. And that's where uh, Serene really helped coming in saying, like, hey, what do you think that you're needing to be doing? And leading us into kind of a place where we were able to make some very specific tasks that uh, we could do as developers to start that story out. And then from there, it just kind of would snowball, and we would add more and more tasks. But just helping with getting started, and anytime we're really hung up and need a little bit of push, a little bit of help, she's just like right there. She seems to always be available, uh, (laughs) even though that's not (laughs) her her role is not to be always available for us. But it seems like no matter what time I'm messaging, she gets back to me with some kind of great answer in the next few minutes. So,
0: yeah, that's fantastic. I've always enjoyed spending time with serene and and picking her brain on stuff. So you mentioned that uh you're you're doing a little bit of work to maybe kickstart each story. What does that look like? So you're you just have like a list of things to to get going that you need to set up to work on the story or
2: yeah, so Ezra and Jeffrey are primarily in charge of getting these stories written, the story the story map written and all. They do a lot of the backlog grooming and the conversations with the clients on almost sometimes a daily basis depending on what we're trying to get out of it. But then When we sit down as a group and do our sprint planning, we've taken some time individually to look at the backlog, try to come up with the additional information for the acceptance criteria. So Ezra writes out all the acceptance criteria and then we as developers during the sprint planning that's when we look at those acceptance criteria and then pull out tasks that are development friendly, like that have the developer in mind as to very specific things. So it could be the type of tests that you're writing. Uh, it could be your first step in terms of what the model structure needs to look like or what columns, uh, what all data needs need to be on the table. But it just kind of is making it a little bit more specific so that the initial start of that acceptance criteria it doesn't hang you up. It, it, You have something there to go off of that. As a developer, you can look at and say, oh yeah, okay, I'm about to go write a test for this. And everything that we've been trying to do so far has been done through TDD. So Serene is a huge proponent of test-driven development, and that's something I had very little experience with. So this has been an insane, insanely fast and like broad learning experience to have someone with, with so much expertise in that area define and show you how to do those, those things. Uh, and it's important when it comes to story development because with TDD, you're, the structure of your tests are what define how you actually structure your project. So getting that right is really crucial to meeting the acceptance criteria and the amount of time also that you want to be meeting it.
0: So do you feel like you've picked up the skills that you could do a lot of this stuff that's kind of being um, modeled for you on your own in your n- in next project?
2: Yeah, so I would say that even a lot of the structural work of what needs to be done is actually being like coded by my fingers or my other teammate like or she's hands, you know, like we're doing it but uh, Serene provides the like outlook and the the kind of the top level perspective and then helps us get lower and lower. So I would say that yes, the next time around I would be able to start asking the right questions to get those uh, things started. But when it comes to an industry that's like this and the fact that I've only been doing it for less than two years, I kind of consider it a continual growth process. I'm trying to log my learnings in places so that I can go back and review those learnings so that I don't have to constantly be worried about, you know, having done something like two days ago and now wondering how I'm supposed to do it uh, today. So that's just part of the the struggle of learning so many things so quickly and being new to a lot of it is you're not just learning how to program something, you're learning how to properly structure it, how the tests should look and what that means for refactoring down the road and just the architecture of the project. There's so much to think about that when I was working and doing contract work on an already uh, mostly developed project, I didn't have to think about those questions.
0: You mentioned that you we're keeping track of all the stuff that you're learning. What does that look like for you? And what kind of resources have you, you obviously have Serene and her experience and being able to have access to her to to shoot her a question, but how are you keeping track of, of this, the things that you're learning and what sources are you using?
2: Yeah. So I do, uh, several things. I'd say, number one, I have the kind of classic bookmarks of resources for links of, uh, coding articles and things like that, whether it be an RSpec site for writing better tests and the things along those lines. But I also use the software, Notion that we use for our projects. And there are, you know, private documents that you can create. So right now, I have a few private documents there in Notion for me, and I just take conversations that I'll have with, whether it's Serene or, or she or anyone else on the team that I feel like is something that uh, even Kevin during one-on-ones, uh, he off, I often will ask him questions about resources and what I can kind of start getting my hands into, what to think about. A couple of weeks ago, was about authorization. So, just copy and pasting some of those conversations or writing notes in Notion, because sometimes you learn a lot quickly and you want to still be efficient in your work. So I find it's more helpful to go back at the end of the day, kind of when you're done your work for the day, to organize the notes and the and the learnings. But for right now, it's not fully organized, but I kind of copy and paste conversations from Slack or pieces of code from GitHub and things like that, which are a specific example of something that I may have struggled on or struggled with. And then, then I just, I put them in that Notion document and uh, review them.
1: That's really good. It's nice to sort of have that hands-on experience available to you throughout the whole process. You're not just relying on the review at the end of having spent X number of hours building something out, and then they're like, oh, well, actually, you know, you got to change all of those back here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's really nice that she's involved throughout the whole process, so you, you're learning at at each step, how to do that specific step. And and I think your point about knowing what questions to ask is really, really the key because often someone will explain something to you and then you forget, or you, you forget where you wrote it down to go and have a look. But if you can learn what questions to ask to get the right answers, then you can keep, then you can ask those questions again. So that's, that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, it's the perfect way of framing it because if you learn to ask the right questions, it eventually doesn't matter where you have all your like learnings or in- information stored if it becomes too overwhelming, right? But if you have that, if you develop that mindset of um, learning what the right questions are, then you can always ask people who have more experience in that area or even Google. just helping you <laughs> Google. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Or helps get your own mind, mind mm. frame into being from being scattered to being, hey, this is the question I need to answer. And then you can have a very specific list of things that you need to look up now. So, yeah, it makes a huge difference.
0: That's really good. Daniel, do you want to share a little bit about uh, how you got connected with Paradigm and what maybe the interview, interview process was like for you and what you learned through that?
2: Absolutely. I got in communication with Paradigm through the code camp that I actually graduated from through the boot camp periodically they would ask us if there were job postings that we would want our resumes sent out to and they had posted one of uh, paradigms applications and i saw it and i said absolutely please send my resume along and uh, jeffrey ended up emailing me and that's kind of how it got started uh, that process was happening in december so obviously uh, <laughs> things slowed down uh, but uh, i was appreciative because paradigm was always in communication about what the next steps would be. So I felt like if they were not interested, then uh, Jeffrey would have told me, hey, we've moved on right away. Whereas that has in other situations not, not happened. You just, you just stopped getting emails. So I was really happy to hear from Jeffrey that they were interested. And after the first interview in December, they said, hey, we're, we're ready to go into the second round. And that will be this um, this project, this contract project, and I was kind of blown away because I had talked to a lot of my contacts at the boot camp, wondering like, "Hey, like this company wants me to do as a second interview, what, what seems to be a sizable, you know, project?" And they said, uh, "Well, you won't want to do that unless you're getting paid." And and uh, Paradigm had already talked about the fact that it would be a contracted position. So I just thought it was so cool that I would be applying for a company that I really wanted to work for and that work wouldn't go unnoticed that I would be getting paid for the amount of hours that I would put into that project. So Paradem had me build a simple CRM project and I think we had 7 days or 5 days, I can't remember exactly how many days it was, but Yeah, I poured into that, got it done, uh, pushed up the code, and then waited for the next process. And so there were, I think, three people on the next call. Uh, I think it was Ezra, Jeffrey, and Kevin that were all there on my third call. We discussed the code, the project, kind of how I problem solved, things like that. And then uh, just maybe... Three or four days later, I think I got an email with the offer, and I was just—I—I I lost it. I was like, I—I I was just over—I don't—I don't over the moon seems like uh, an old-timey saying, but that—that uh, that is just like how I was feeling. I texted my wife right away because the contract work in the last year that wasn't out of like this is what I want to be. I want to be a, a freelancer. It was I need to get some real experience so that a company will consider me a valuable asset and will be willing to take me on to help. And uh, yeah, so I was just so excited and in, through the whole process, I was so encouraged because they kept in good communication, but they were also detailed in their responses about like what they appreciated about each process of the interview coming from me. They seemed to really want to have have my feedback in terms of how things were going and the whole thing when i was telling people about it they were just like that you're so lucky that you even had the opportunity not to get the job but to be interviewed at a company like that so needless to say and it's not just because i work for paradigm i just it was the be- <laughs> it was the best interview experience and at first i was afraid of taking a remote job as a junior developer wondering if i was going to have the mentorship you know wondering if i was going to be able to learn the way that I needed to learn. But they put all those concerns to rest in the in the, in the interview calls when they talked about uh, how they shared learning within the, the company and how, um, you know, we could communicate with a- anyone within the company, uh, whether it's on Slack or Zoom calls to get help on things that we're stuck with. And everyone's just kind of like a message away. So uh, it was just throughout the whole process, I just started feeling so much better and better about it all. And And then was just so happy that uh, I was accepted (laughs) to be part of the team.
0: Do you want to uh, talk a little bit about the onboarding process with working remotely and, you know, not meeting any of your teammates in person?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, right away, we were encouraged to do buddy chats. So these, you know, like anywhere from I guess everyone does it differently, but anywhere from like 15 minutes to maybe 45 minutes to get to know people within Paradigm and just talk about, you know, who you are and, and find some level to connect. And so I thought that was pretty cool that we could, we were not just expected to do that, but we were really encouraged to do that. And then the onboarding process was, um, we would talk with, so Orshi and I were hired at the same time. And so we would talk with Jeffrey and Kevin every day, we would have a Zoom, a Zoom call. And then we had on Notion a storyboard for our onboarding uh, tasks. So we we learned right away during the onboarding how to create and set tasks in the software that we were being e- using to organize and then so that first week pretty much was waiting for our computers to arrive, right? So we get our, <laughs> we get our laptops <laughs> and then uh, setting up all the software that we would need, all the management software and and then the code editor and just getting everything up to speed and organized and then after that it was like welcome and uh let's get started <laughs> and uh, we hopped in and learned about the new project that we were going to be starting and that was another thing i was like are you kidding me i went from onboarding so a week of kind of being in the this uh this company and now they're letting me start a project <laughs> and i was like so excited that i w- i got to see what happened from the beginning you know because there's so much work that goes into getting a project off the ground that yeah i was just uh i was just really encouraged that the onboarding was so quick it was answered every question had it there and then bam there you are you get to you get to contribute in a really real way right off the bat
0: do you want to uh speak to maybe some of the challenges that you've come into either through the onboarding or uh, your your first project?
2: Challenges in development, in communication with team, or all of the above?
0: Sure, all of the above. Yeah. All of the above. I
1: mean, anything that you sort of, like, in hindsight, that you would have thought, oh, if I'd known that, or now I know this? You know what? It's really hard to say that I've experienced a lot of, like,
2: challenges in terms of the way things are being done. I don't know if I would I don't know actually if there's anything that I would change because what I've learned through this initial process is that every week, you know, when you do your sprint reviews and you talk about what could have gone better and things like that, it's a, a lot of it is experience, like experiencing how you work together, how one person likes something or needs something to be uh, written in a certain way or tasks to be written out for certain stories. And that stuff is just like a learning experience of the people that you're with. And none of it was unpleasant. It was all like, this is how we work. And so we're learning to be a team and how to structure our goals and just the whole work process together. Thankfully, I haven't like deleted any large <laughs> parts of code that I <laughs> forgot to commit or something like that. So that hasn't been an issue in terms of a challenge in that way. But I would say that it would have been difficult to be expected to start a new project if I didn't have someone to go to to really ask questions about. But the thing is, is I did a lot of paired programming with Orshi, the other person who came on, where we sat down and we tackled a project, a story or an, an element or a task together for a few minutes to, to help each other get started. And and so when it comes to things that maybe I wish I would have done differently or or challenges, it's kind of difficult to come up with any specific example as to what that would look like.
1: No, well, thats uh, I mean, that was good. <laughs> it was a great answer.
0: Thank you, Daniel, for taking the time to discuss the interview process with us and sharing the knowledge that you've gained working here at Paradigm.
1: Thanks for having me on, you
2: guys. I really appreciate it, and I like what you guys are doing.
1: Great, and uh, thank you to all our listeners for joining us as we continue to grow, become better developers, and add purpose to the things we build and the relationships we cultivate.